know it's been it's been a minute um yeah. how you doing good working yeah i see the back uh the wall behind you oh yeah don't <laughs> mind this guys my hair it's all you know everything's big today <laughs> hey that's that's cool that's cool can you give everybody here uh what's your title and um how long have you been at that position I currently work at Charles Schwab. There, I'm considered a staff IT project manager, also known as like a mid-level project manager. Mm -hmm. I've probably been doing project management about five years. I just started at Charles Schwab during the pandemic. So it's been mm -hmm. maybe three months since April, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. four months. So um, before that, I was at Worldwide Express for almost two years. I've also worked at um, Microsoft, Verizon, and I was at a mattress company in the IT department for a little bit. So okay. um, that's kind of my background. All the projects I've had have been technology-based. For the last now two years and four months, I've been working in the data space. Hmm. And so all of my projects for the last two years and four months have been um, connectivity and database where we're talking about um, integrating data, um, cleansing it, um, so any type of acquisition and mergers or mm -hmm. new builds where there's data involved, which is uh, everything. Those mm -hmm. are the kind of projects I'm on now. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, would, how would you describe your journey to becoming a project manager? Would you say it's uh, like a unique situation or it's more of like, this is how everybody becomes a project manager? Oh, no. God, no. Um, <laughs> mine's <laughs> definitely more a unique situation. Um, I went to school not to study technology. Um, I think, you know, mm -hmm. growing up um, at my age, um, mm -hmm. how old everybody is um <laughs> i'm 33 so that's just a little background but mm -hmm. i remember growing up and you're in high school and you're going to college and it's like you're a lawyer you're a doctor you're something mm -hmm. in journalism mm -hmm. you're a nurse a firefighter a police mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um i didn't even know about all the different aspects of technology and project management at all you just you go to school for like certain things yeah, it's like the five things that we're taught. <laughs> yeah, it's like five things out there when I was mm -hmm. <laughs> back when mm -hmm. I was 18. Um, mm -hmm. And so I went to school for communications because I was interested in public relations and psychology. Um, mm -hmm. When I became a senior, I realized that it doesn't uh, pay what I'm looking for unless right. you are the Jordan percent. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, too late to do something else. So I went ahead and graduated. And then I, as soon as I graduated, I went back and got my master's. Um, I got an MBA in business management and mm -hmm. IT. Um, and so I did that in order to figure out what can I do with, without having to go back to school and study computer science or an engineering mm -hmm. um, field. Cause I, I didn't, I didn't have time for that as I had a daughter too. So, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I met someone who was a project manager and she kind of, um, told me about project management and kind of got me started as far as, um, learning what area to focus in. I think that was the hardest part, um, because technology is the biggest umbrella term there. 
Yes. Mm, you know? yes um, yeah. There's so many different uh, streams of technology and underneath those streams are so many tracks and subtracks. So it's very, very big to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so getting into that, this field, I actually did um, basically some volunteer work. And so mm-hmm. I was probably serving at this time. So um, in college, I served at different restaurants here in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was serving and I, I would do this volunteer work with one of the churches in Plano. Mm-hmm. And I was with the lady I met doing this volunteer work. And she taught me how no matter what you're doing, everything mm-hmm. is a project. Mm-hmm. And so I had I learned how to put anything I'm doing into these project management terms. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I started. Um, and I did that. Um, I volunteered for this lady, very small business. Uh, she did graphic design work, web design. And so mm-hmm. that's how I kind of like got the technology yeah. background on my yeah. resume. <laughs> <laughs> and so it kind of started there. And then I've had to just figure it out along the way. Um, yeah. so it's been definitely a journey trying to figure, figure it out along the way. Yeah. Four years, five years later, I feel like I have enough knowledge in project management mm-hmm. in order to pass kind of any interview if they're yeah. looking for someone like me. How many black women do you see that are project managers? Do you see a lot? I don't. <laughs> so, um, at Charles Schwab, I have not seen anybody because of the pandemic so everything has right. been virtual i haven't right. been to our office um but the team that i'm on um which i am in the uh this is a full cpmo so this is a whole project management office instead of being a project manager on a project so mm-hmm. the project managers go to different projects depending on what it is so mine is all in the technology space I want to say that my manager, she is a black woman. Mm-hmm. There's a black project coordinator. And yeah. this is a big meeting, like 60 project managers on the phone. Mm-hmm. That's all I can really. So Okay, <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. yeah. Have you been on a very diverse team at all in your career? So all of my teams have been diverse. Um, just because, you know, in IT, there's a lot of different ethnicities that work in mm-hmm. IT. So mm-hmm. I do love that IT as a whole is very diverse to me. It's just a uh, lower population of African-American mm-hmm. women, but yeah. very diverse. I, I would say that. Yeah. And I think that's where the term, you know, the buzzword of inclusion comes in um, yeah. at that point. It's like, yeah, it's diverse, but is it truly inclusive? You have, you know, one of this, you know, person's ethnicity and then it skyrockets in other places like it's not really i would agree with that i would definitely agree with that it's Mm -hmm. um, diverse but inclusive of uh certain races i would say not (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. (laughs) you know and 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 speaking about you know our experience a lot of times i feel like um it's healing to talk about some of the things that you've been through can you speak to some of the difficult times that you've gone through as a black woman as uh, being a project manager well, I know just overall, <laughs> it's probably being a black woman. I look younger and I mm-hmm. am younger. So mm-hmm. the project managers that I have come in contact with, 
mm-hmm. who are these uh, mid-level project managers, they are normally older because the track, the normal yeah. track to project management is to work in a specific field. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the pop up and be a project manager. So I'm mm-hmm. very blessed in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, most of them have been something else first. They were, they were business analysts first. They were coordinators. They were engineers, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. designers. Mm-hmm. So I think that my, my age and my race, people kind mm-hmm. of take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'll get into situations where I'll do something, but uh, someone else, uh, a male of another race, mm-hmm. gets the most praise for doing something very minute to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'll do something and I feel like, not that I'm, you know, an attention yeah. seeker, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's just like on a different level. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I've had those experiences before. Yeah, it's uh, you have to be perfect. Yeah, yeah, I I get it. And you know, we watch mediocrity a lot of the times, and we're like, wait, hold up, that got a that got a shooting star. <laughs> what the yes, hell? And that's <laughs> <laughs> something very you know okay. Yeah. So I feel you. Um, the perfection thing is just um, as a black woman, something that I've dealt with my whole life because you kind of mm-hmm. do have to be perfect and that's in your professional and personal life you can't really just mess up or mm-hmm. it can send you you know 10 steps mm-hmm. back instead of two <laughs> yeah how do you deal with that though like is it is it a, a matter of being ultra prepared or do you mm-hmm. like have a, a therapist that you speak to like how do you get through that shit so I don't have a, a therapist unless you count my mom and my grandmother. <laughs> so uh, I definitely talk to them a lot. They're like uh, kind of like my two of my best friends. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I get through it, like you said, by being ultra prepared. So, you know, people will say I do certain things, you know, well, like, wow, you don't miss a beat. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't miss a beat, not because I'm working eight to mm-hmm. five, Mm-hmm. I don't miss a beat because I start early or I end late every single day. I've, you know, for me, I've learned that that extra just hour or two before everybody starts bombarding you mm-hmm. is like very, very key. In this situation, most of my team and my counterparts are on mountain time. So that kind of helps in my favor. My daughter, like right now, she gets up and she's getting prepared for school at seven. Mm-hmm. Well, she's the one that I'm already on the computer at seven, which is six o'clock mountain time. Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. someone asks me anything, I already, I got about, you know, two, three hours yeah. before yeah. they wake up and get on the computer. <laughs> yeah. That sounds so, good though. Yeah. I always do that. And that's how I kind of stay on top of my game. So you're, you named a number of different places you've worked at. Is there any place that you would say it was like the best for certain reasons and the worst for certain reasons? Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I would say quote unquote worst place I worked was probably Verizon. And I did not work for, when you think of Verizon as the telephone company, mm-hmm. I worked for Verizon Cloud. So Verizon bought a company called uh, Terramark, something Terramark. Mm-hmm. And so when they brought Terramark, it became like Cloud Verizon or something. And then they tried to integrate it into be like this one Verizon, which IBM bought that piece already. Mm-hmm. But anyways, um, 
working there, it was very, uh, you're just a number. It wasn't real project management. Mm. So it was more like um, task-based, like this is a task, make sure someone does it. So it wasn't like a true project management experience. You'll get these like uh, these job ads that will make you think you're doing project management work. And mm. so I came upon that a lot in my early years and Verizon was definitely one of them where they they put these buzzwords in the job ad to make you think you're doing project management work and then you get there and it's like nothing what you expected and so i don't like that i'm not a um, task person like just Mm -hmm. get the task i like to be really involved in my projects and i like to do actual plans and you know take away roadblocks and like look at certain designs like um, mm-hmm. From a connectivity standpoint, I can look at designs of things and see where there's holes. Like I had a, uh, this is today, mm-hmm. I had a testing meeting and they're talking about NTN testing, but it wasn't true NTN and I called it out because I'm able to see these designs mm-hmm. and these integration points mm-hmm. and I'm able to call that out. And a lot of project managers can't. And I think that kind of sets me apart because I'm not mm-hmm. just going to come up to my developers and say, is this ready? Are you mm-hmm. done? Mm-hmm. No, when I know exactly what it is and what it takes to do it. So, yeah, the worst place was Verizon for those reasons. Mm-hmm. The best place actually so far is Worldwide Express. Mm-hmm. So that was my uh, past employer. And I'd mm-hmm. say that they were the best because... They're doing a, a greenfield build of a completely new platform, just everything mm-hmm. from scratch. And most people don't get the chance to do that in their life. I was very involved there and I learned so much there. The good and mm-hmm. the bad, I learned a whole, whole lot. So mm-hmm. I think that that was a game changer for mm-hmm. my future. Yeah. I went to school for communications and I realized when I became a senior, like that's not going to make me money. And so I needed to figure out something uh, that I can make a lot of money in without becoming super technical. And that's how I got to project management. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Question. So my last job, I worked for and I was a project manager. Um, I wasn't really fond of it. Um, but do you have a PMP? Oh, <laughs> I don't. Um, so I, I've studied for it. Um, you know what man i have to i have to interrupt here i've been on your ass about that still haven't taken the test you know what all right all right man all right keep going i'm sorry to interrupt but all right the 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 pandemic and stuff has kind of uh uh whatever but i knew he was gonna say something but no Mm -hmm. i I don't have my PMP yet. Um, I want to get it. Um, but my reasons for wanting to get the PMP is because I want to become more of a teacher. Um, and I want to do my own like project management development programs. Mm-hmm. I don't want it to excel in life. Because mm-hmm. for me, if someone doesn't hire me because I don't have a PMP, that's probably not the right company for me mm-hmm. because I feel like it, it's not a, it, it doesn't excel anything mm-hmm. for me. It looks, it looks good on the application, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. But first of all, it's, 
it's um it's an old mythology. It is. So it's it's waterfall and I don't know the last time I've even did a waterfall project at all. So mm-hmm. I would get it because it looks nice and it would help me to mm-hmm. become a, a teacher to others because you need that in order to teach others and have your own development programs. Mm. I thought people really just got it because when you say you have a PNP, they like have to pay you more money or something like that. Yes, and that's uh not necessarily it it can, but I think a lot of it is still experience based. Like um for me, if I handle financials and the way that they do financials um on projects, they have these cost centers. And so these cost centers are these, you know, base rate of a certain job title. And so I can see that rate and I line up very well to that rate. Uh, okay. Cost center for all project managers. I gotcha. So PMP or not, and some of them do have it, some of them don't. Um, but I think a lot of it is still experience-based and not letting people take advantage of you. I made that mistake mm-hmm. very, very early on. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking of in a more of a contractor way. So I've done contracts mm-hmm. where whatever, they offer you a certain hourly. Mm-hmm. And when I'm younger, I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'll take it. Never mm-hmm. do that. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> ever, ever. So whatever they say, say $30 more, say $40 more, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. it is, and then you'll meet. But when mm-hmm. you take these contracts, whatever the hourly rate is, mm-hmm. the hourly rate that they first give you, mm-hmm. well, if it's like, if they're telling you $60 an hour, and you take it that first one, well, mm-hmm. they're getting paid $120 an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah that's, that was a game I had to learn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I know it now. Yeah. So they could tell me anything. I'll uh, something stupid out there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and I've, I've told, I tell people that all the time. I told Eon that. Um, hell, Titus, when we interviewed him, he was like, everything's negotiable. Like, everything's everything. like everything's negotiable so it's like yeah when they say um what are you looking for that's why like i throw them for a loop and flip it back with them like no don't tell them no range not tell them no range yep you not want to give out a range at all because think about it right if i say to ask you hey which one are you looking for all between this and that oh then you clearly don't value that i'm gonna give you the smaller amount Mm -hmm. so don't give out no range and especially with contract go like an exorbitant amount because to the sky they're gonna meet you exactly (laughs) You do not want to be in a situation where she described where on the job description, they tell you this, and then you get in here, and you're doing five different roles for that little amount of money. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, no. I want to ask you something, too. I kind of want to oversimplify something because, um, you know, that's just how my brain works. I try to go with analogies. But mm-hmm. would you say the current role that you're in and the migration of data, wouldn't it be like the equivalent of like transferring your phone data into a new phone, but it's with like companies data? Is that kind of sort of around the ballpark? Um, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm doing now is more like I have a phone mm-hmm. and my daughter has a phone. But I got parental restrictions on her phone. Mm-hmm. All of her stuff on her phone comes to mine. So now I can see my stuff and her stuff. Mm. 
Okay. That's kind of what I'm doing now. Okay. And then I can turn her phone off when she's being Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. What was your relation as a project manager to someone like me, the designer? I feel like it was constant. So like mm -hmm. constant, constant communication. The sad part is I wasn't 100% allocated. So I couldn't dive into UX mm -hmm. like I wanted to because it's very interesting to me. From a project management standpoint with UX, it's like with project management, you're supposed to, the biggest thing to me is communication, organization, and documentation. Mm -hmm. Well, UX changes so much. Mm -hmm. So much. I could send, if I have whatever information on a certain design on these two screens or something like that, and I got it at five o'clock and I tried to, to give it to <laughs> leadership at 12 o'clock the next day, it's not going to be current. It could have changed. It could change. So there's so many changes with UX and you have to document these changes. So one of the biggest things that I, um, I can say for my short time doing it mm -hmm. is these decisions <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're talking to the executive leadership they see this screen oh my god it looks so awesome i like everything could you just change this one little part and make it a drop down okay mm -hmm. bring the same screen oh my god it's terrible and why'd you put that drop down there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't have these these uh the, the proper documentation to say well, during this meeting, it was 1101. You mm -hmm. said this. Here's a screenshot. Here's mm -hmm. the change that I made based on what you said. And these people were there and they also heard the same thing. So could you right. kind of confirm what you really were trying to say during this meeting? Right, right. So that was like the biggest thing. Yeah. Make sure that you these decisions because you'll go into this. I know Everett probably felt some, some <laughs> stuff that's like, rabbit hole of the same yeah. thing the same thing and i'm showing you what you want and you like it and then you don't mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you act like we didn't have the conversation yesterday it is very much interesting and the but you're right the communication though like we were yeah. always like hey okay look this is what they're saying now as the changes i gotta be able to find a way to push back on that but if i can't yep. this is how we're gonna have to approach it and then like it's it's a constant like battle in and strategic planning as well um, could you speak to how important it is um, stakeholder management or, you know, managing the project? Like, can you speak to how important that is? Yeah. So managing the project, definitely important on, in, in any field. But um, I would say like with UX, I would manage who says yes. Mm -hmm. I do not like for people and mm -hmm. I'm not saying these are all like executive and leaders. Mm -hmm. I don't like when they come to my team and mm -hmm. they ask them to do something mm -hmm. and the resource feels obligated because this person is a mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they say yes. Mm -hmm. And so I... My team, they see, see, like they add me. If someone comes to them, like, you know, mm -hmm. hey, da 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 da, mm -hmm. they will get on an email. Like, based on your instant message, you mm -hmm. asked me to do this. I just wanted to add Shayna to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. To see, you know, if it's even feasible. And so mm -hmm. instead of them saying yes, I'm like, you know, well, what do you want? Um, mm -hmm. Get the information. I'm like, okay, so if we do this, 
then we're not going to do this mm-hmm. or we're going to have to lengthen the time. So what is most important to you? Right. We're not going to get both. So I don't, I don't want people to say yes. And then mm-hmm. leaders think, Oh, we're going to have uh, everything. Mm-hmm. Mountains and sunshine. And it's not that. So something has to give. That's part of that. Um, whatever that triangle is called time, mm-hmm. budget or scope. So what, mm-hmm. what if you want more scope, then I need some more money or I need some more time. Mm-hmm. So that's how that kind of is. Yeah. So managing gotcha. stakeholders, don't let them run over you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were some of the ways that you prevented, um, you know, um, stakeholders to run over you? Like, how did you kind of set up those boundaries? Uh, that just came with probably um, experience. Um, mm-hmm. Because I'm very, um, naturally a very shy person. Whatever someone wanted, you know, in my younger years, I would mm-hmm. just be like, oh, okay. And then I would have to figure out, like, oh, my God, what is, needs to happen for this to happen? Yeah. Um, but now I am able, I'm more confident in myself as a project mm-hmm. manager. I'm able to set up these boundaries more easily. I don't mind pushing back. Mm-hmm. I don't just say yes anymore. So, mm-hmm. um and that for me came with experience. I know mm-hmm. some people just have all the confidence, so y'all probably be able to do it faster and better than me. Mm-hmm. Um, but boundaries are definitely important in all aspects of the project, mm-hmm. all aspects. And I would say, like, for me, having mm-hmm. a relationship with your team mm-hmm. is the biggest way to input your boundaries. Mm-hmm. So I always have a relationship with my team. And so... Mm-hmm. I got their back and they know that they know I'm going to do anything for them. Like anything that I can do to help them focus on just development or design, Mm -hmm. I will do it. Like don't, Mm -hmm. I don't, people ask them, could you merge these test plans together? No, Mm -hmm. I'll do that. You, you keep doing this over there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got their back and then they respect me for that. What would you, what is something you would go back and tell yourself before you start this career? Like knowing what you know now. Knowing what I know now, mm-hmm. I would tell myself to find something to focus on early, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which this is what I tell other people who want to be project managers. Mm-hmm. So those of you who are in, in the, the UX UI space and you mm-hmm. want to be a project manager, you, you were doing something that took me like two years to figure out already. Mm-hmm. So you can't be a project manager. This is just my opinion. You can't mm-hmm. be a project manager and just be great if you mm-hmm. don't know a little bit more than the two inch deep that they say. They always right. say 10 miles wide, two inches deep. Mm-hmm. No, 10 miles mm-hmm. wide is fine. That's whatever. But you got to be a few feet deep. <laughs> and yeah. so I would tell myself to definitely focus on a few things early and mm-hmm. learn as much as I can from, you know, it's still a high level. I'm not a yeah. technical one, typically, yeah. but I would definitely, you know, dig deep into some of those things early. I could have been, you know, if I knew more about, you know, if I knew I was going to be in this space, connectivity, yeah. data, uh-huh. I could have, you know, got a certificate in it and know mm-hmm. more about it already. So. Do you think there's a benefit of taking a product design or a UX course, even as a project manager? 
Absolutely. One of my plans, which I haven't done that either yet, mm-hmm. is to get a. Um, okay. So I will. I want to do that so that mm-hmm. I can. It's just when people talk to you and you actually know about the um, segment that you're in, mm-hmm. call BS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's just not. Oh, this, this, and this, this. No, you can call BS because you know what certain things take. You know the certain steps that need to happen. And I do know those steps now from a connectivity and data mm-hmm. standpoint, but I would like to like know even more about getting a certification. It's definitely important. I think that yeah, mm-hmm. y'all are doing it the right way. So, do you feel that we need to be like pushing this at an early level, like in high school, um, college? I mean, uh, or you want to say, you know what? Let's focus more on the boot camp route because it'll get you there quicker. So I think that it would be better to teach it early. Project management is a a field, mm-hmm. but it also helps with like all aspects of life. Even if you yeah. didn't want to be a project manager, mm-hmm. I think that everybody should take courses in project management. Now in some at some colleges, mm-hmm. some degrees require some project management courses. Oh, really? Yeah. So okay. I know someone who didn't care, mm-hmm. actually hated the two classes that he took hated them yeah but he yeah. had to take them and he is in the electrical engineering that's what his degree was in and he had mm-hmm. to take to uh, a project management course i think it was like project overview and project scope absolutely mm-hmm. hated it i feel mm-hmm. like project management is such a universal trend it's a universal skill set but it's also a really big transferable skill set i think yep. every job has been you get a project make sure we use this project to the end goal and mm-hmm. so i've realized that my project management experience has transferred from every job to job. Like it's mm-hmm. probably to me the most vital skill set that you could learn. Like I think if I could go back, mm-hmm. I would if I have gotten a master and I would have gotten um the certificate for project management. Was it PDM or what is it? PMP. PMP. Yeah. I would have gotten that had mm-hmm. I I wouldn't have done a master's because it's just such a vital skill set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Like you said, like what I learned Everything is a project, personal mm-hmm. and professional. Everything is a mm-hmm. project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right. Yeah. I don't care if you're going to Thailand. That's yeah. a project to get yeah, ready. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a really good point. You gotta yeah. plan it out. Like, okay, you gotta plan it out. Yeah. Or something's mm-hmm. gonna mess up. You're gonna overspend. Yeah. You're gonna be in a hotel that's in who knows yeah. where. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you gotta plan activities, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like everything in life mm-hmm. is a project and it fit me well because just my normal brain mm-hmm. function is to plan or I get like kind of like very, very anxious. I'm at the airport three hours early, like they said. So. Oh, yeah, no, I ain't that. You don't want to say Oh, yeah, go right ahead, Zach. Hey. Um, okay. So I guess like with doing project management all your life and, you know, especially saying uh, you know, everything's a project, you know, from personal to being in the workplace. And how do you really do with self-care? Because it sounds like very stressful. It's like if you're always seeing something as like a project, which is a good thing, mm-hmm. you're always in that mindset, but it's kind of like, how do you like do self-care for yourself? I mean, I've met more recently. I've been pushing myself to do a lot more between mm-hmm. having to think outside of work and taking all my own personal projects outside of work. And it, it's, yeah. been a really stressful for me so it's like mm-hmm. how do you take care of that like how do you take care of yourself yeah i probably could do better at that um mm-hmm. one thing i've started doing since i've even been here when you're a project manager 
everything is a fire. Like mm-hmm. the fires don't stop. No matter how good you are, it's just fire. Mm-hmm. Fire, fire, fire all day. Mm-hmm. So I've learned that like, okay, it's going to be a fire anyway. So yeah. um, I've learned to just prioritize. So what is the biggest fire? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> I am a great prioritizer uh, at prior- prioritization. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny because at work I use OneNote to do a lot of this. So there is a tab for to do in my mm-hmm. OneNote and each week I put, you know, the date at the top and every time something I have to do, I have to get it out of my head. So there's a book about this and I forgot what it's called, mm-hmm. but I like to free up my brain function by getting stuff out of my head. So mm-hmm. I need to do this. I type everything now, the whole list, I have to check marks next to it. And then on like, um, Tuesday and Thursday, I'll go through like today, tomorrow's Friday. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to finish everything on that list. Mm-hmm. So what is the fire? I'll finish the fire tomorrow and I'll finish the reporting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But am I going to finish the list? I-, I can't. And so I've learned to just, you know, I'll close my computer when someone's eyeing me. That's how bad it is. I'll just, <laughs> so I've learned to just do that and just take myself away from work. Because if you, if you don't like, you, you have to work like 24 seven in order to mm-hmm. keep up with everything in project management. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, that's kind of what I do. Prioritization is just very, very key for me. And that's for work and for personal. Would you say <laughs> that you're, you're happy in the career choice that you've made? I am. I actually think that I'm, I, I feel like I'm very happy actually. Um, mm-hmm. And I say that because you know how you'll, see people post, you know, I'm bringing social media into this, but people post on social media, like, you know, getting paid with my feet up and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't, I'm not that type of person. Mm -hmm. So in project management, there's always something to do. Um, And that's just me. I don't like Mm -hmm. to be at work. Like, and I'm able to, you know, I don't know, watch TV or something. I like to feel, um, value and I have a purpose and mm-hmm. I like that project management will give you that value and, and purpose because if you do good, you're getting praised. It's mm-hmm. always something to do. Like you're removing roadblocks from people and they're like, Oh my God, thank you. Like, you know, it kind of feels good. Like, okay, I did this for them. You know, project mm-hmm. is going kind of good. Um, of course when it's going bad, they're like, where's this, where's this, where's this? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel very good with the career choice I made. And I'm not to sound like money is everything, but money is very, very important to me. And I'll say mm-hmm. that just because I have a, a child. Mm-hmm. Um, for one, I have a, a grandmother, brothers and sisters. And so mm-hmm. um, it was very important to me to make sure that I could do whatever it takes to help my family. So I mm-hmm. like that the money is good or if something happens. Like if, you know, yeah. my brother's engine goes out, he needs whatever amount of money. It's not going to hurt me to right. help my family and I'm not going to need it back. That gives me the most joy. Right. My I daughter's can... bougie. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I 100% feel you. Like yeah. that is one of the things like even growing up, cause I, I like, I grew up broke. Right. So, <laughs> I knew it was like to not have money for a long time. And exactly. it was funny, like growing up during that time, 
And I used to hear like sayings like, you know, money is the root of all evil used to irk me. It used to irk yeah. me. I'm like, tell that to somebody who don't have it. Like, I'm like, right. I don't have it. Well, I don't want to hear that shit. <laughs> all that's fine and good. Uh, but I'm looking at the people who seem happy and money's no issue for them. So I like some of that. So exactly. I completely feel you on that. I heard yeah. something actually the other week that was like that, that was like, like refuting that statement. And basically mm -hmm. they were saying that all that money does is amplify whatever energy you already have. So like if exactly. someone already has a lot of messed up stuff. You're going to do gonna more messed up shit. Yeah. yeah. Look, that, that is 100% true. I completely <laughs> agree with that. I'm, money does I'm, not bring evil. We, well, we know that. But like, I am not a, a different person because I make more money now than when I did. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't bring all happiness, of course. But I feel very blessed and happy that I don't have to worry about money. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, pick, pick that worry out. I don't have, it's already a million things to worry about in life. Uh, kids, family, there's health, there's mm -hmm. um, whatever, politics, all kind of stuff. So me not having to worry about, okay, do I put gas in my car or mm -hmm. pay my phone bill? Well, like, mm -hmm. I, you know, that is, yeah. I feel like that's the, that's the blessing in it is yeah. like that that feeling of just you don't have to worry and being mm -hmm. you know I think we've all been in those situations where it's just like yes I don't know yeah. what to do but I will say I rather cry in the rose than cry in a Honda so <laughs> because of that I'm happy with making Same. money okay yeah you can cry at a steak dinner it's okay so, yeah I'm gonna cry anyway. Let me cry in my Tesla. I'm going to go figure it all out in the Tesla, right? <laughs> in the Tesla. <laughs> that's, how, that's, that's how I feel. I mean, you were already an evil person if it made you evil. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it should make you more helpful. Like, who needs help? Seriously. Seriously. Okay, I have a question. Um, mm -hmm. so, so what's next for you? I know you talked about, you know, wanting to get that certificate in project management to potentially be able to teach. But, you know, is that the end goal? You know, are you just going to build in your career right now where you're at? You know, is there an ideal company that you would love to take your expertise to? So, um, I do like Schwab. I, I like it. Um, but I've been getting the same feedback for now two years. And it's on my, like, executive communication. So what I've realized, because I actually heard it today in a nice mm -hmm. way, um, is that if I want to make it further, and that's the, the, the director level, yes. the out of the weeds level. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be a director in project management or um, a high level program director or something like that, mm -hmm. I have to learn to mm -hmm. Just make I, you have to be a task manager. So mm -hmm. I you gotta take yourself out of it and basically to me what the higher level people are. Yeah. Um yeah. They just make sure this is done. They make sure that, you know, whatever they're reporting on, that they have mm -hmm. the accurate information. And mm -hmm. they create beautiful reports. And I lack in my reporting skills mm -hmm. and how I communicate to the 
Mm-hmm. Higher executives. Mm-hmm. I'm more like status is green. We're good. Um, if you have any questions, just let me know. And they want you to be like, they just talk you through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I can show you why it's green. Here's the plan, but I have to learn how to speak to it better. So I do want to. What I'm thinking now is that I do want to be at that uh, director level one day, and. To do that, I am going to work on my leadership skills, not leadership from a team level, but my mm-hmm. executive leadership skills and my executive communication skills. So that's kind of like next uh, on my mm-hmm. list. Mm-hmm. Um, so after mid-level, you go to senior, then you go, you can be a director, whatever. Um, and as far as getting my certification, I am going to do that because I do want to um, have my own uh, project management development courses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, me and Everx, we, we, we talked a lot. We used to work together. And I like what he's done, he's done. And I like that he's doing it in a way where you're putting in these real life situations. I do not want to teach the mm-hmm. PMP like chapter one, but I want mm-hmm. to you know, teach both. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. This is what they're going to expect. Um, and then giving like more of experiment-based learning. Mm-hmm. So I think that mm-hmm. that would be good. And not just, PMP is a waterfall. Mm-hmm. So not just in that aspect, because um, the whole world, like in technology, it's going to be something agile. Mm-hmm. So I got to keep mm-hmm. those skills. Those are the skills I... I really focus on. I'm a certified Scrum Master, so that one's up to date. Every yeah, um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I have the other one. I mm. I can't remember the name of it, but um, because I don't like the test, some certifications I don't like mm-hmm. the structure of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know how to do program increment train tra- uh, program increment planning. So mm-hmm. if you ever heard of PI planning. Um, and doing PI planning is good when you have these massive programs and bringing these massive programs together mm-hmm. in order to line on certain end goals. And it's like they, um, you plan for the next two months in these program increments and, um, they're pretty cool. It's a lot going on in there. And if you stay on track and if you communicate between all the teams, they work out very, very well. The test is just crappy. Looking at how dev teams work, product teams work, the design teams, um, and in the industry, you know, we say there's a big disconnect between how those communicate. Do you agree with that? And if so, can you take a stab at what you would attribute that to? I do agree that that happens. These are when teams are working on their work and it becomes siloed. I can really contribute that to... To me, it's a leadership uh, mistake. And that's where that kind of program increment stuff can mm-hmm. be good because it takes these siloed teams mm-hmm. and unsilos them. But you mm-hmm. also have to have the right project managers involved as well. Yeah, people will start to, they'll, they'll get into, you know, what they're doing. Like if mm-hmm. it's a, nothing is a brand new project most of the time, but let's say you're at a certain level of a project 
-hmm. And this project is part of an overall program. And at this stage of the project, I got to build this data, this data warehouse. Everyone gets focused on what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And if you can go to a company that is doing that focus Mm -hmm. and let them see the bigger picture early, it just works out good for everyone. Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like I've done that here. Um, And it's kind of hard to bring up because like the people who can have the most impact to change mm-hmm. silo teams are leadership. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have yeah. the most impact, but yeah, I do the best I can. Like I ask questions <laughs> like <laughs> we're doing something now and you know, we in, uh, for the project that I'm on, there's, you know, there's different teams or whatever. Make sure I'm not saying anything I'm not supposed to say. Um, but in, in they're using Jira. So each uh-huh. team has their separate Jira board and none of the Jira boards link together at all. Mm. But we're all on this same project. I'm like, how do you know that they're doing this? Right, right. There are development branch, ain't no development branches in there. Like, so how are you gonna test end to end? How are you gonna test the iteration of something that's done? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do it at the end. So you're gonna wait to test everything at the end? Mm-hmm. I've had that. I just had that conversation with someone this week. That's a recipe for disaster. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> yeah, it brought up a whole, and I'd be so like kind of hesitant to say stuff and start because everybody I talk to, um, a lot of times they're like leaders. So I don't get. I'm not a scrum master. I used to be a scrum master. I love that role, but I'm not that anymore. So I don't get deep into the teams. Mm-hmm. So every time I have, I'm in a meeting or this planning session, whatever it is, it's with the leaders. It's only mm-hmm. leaders or mm-hmm. um, above that SVP, VP. So I'd be kind of hesitant when I say something, but I did bring this up in like a um, little quiet type of way because mm-hmm. the people that were on the phone were actually VPs and I said something. And then here he comes like, what do you mean? And so I just further explained. So it brought up this big thing and mm-hmm. now they're trying to hire a test. A test mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. how are y'all going to just have 17 different test leads mm-hmm. on different teams, but nobody brought it together? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They, didn't, they didn't think it's needed because they did another integration project and they didn't have a test lead. I'm like, well, this is the, uh, this is the biggest integration mm-hmm. that y'all have seen. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't get how you're, why yeah. everything that that other project did? It was small potatoes. Yeah. So this is the biggest thing I've done in a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they ended up, so you they listened though, right? Yeah, they did listen eventually. I just brought up, I said something mm-hmm. <laughs> in the status meeting. You mm-hmm. know how people have these meetings with upper people, but they don't want you to really put risk on there? Yeah, yeah. So... I, I did I do because I don't be I don't care who it is I just don't like to mm-hmm. oh yeah it's good so I had put a risk on there and uh, one of my project leaders he didn't know I did it I mean I mm-hmm. sent him I sent it to him but I guess mm-hmm. he didn't read it yet and so mm-hmm. it just became a big thing in that meeting and they're like we'll do it offline and so we ended up mm-hmm. talking about it and I just told him how I thought about some stuff and why we needed a test lead and so mm-hmm. we're trying to figure that out in the budget now so. Okay. Well, I, the only reason why I ask is like, 
Shit, sound like you need to speak up more then because you did it and look at what they're doing. So, you know, I think now what happened is because when you get those small, like those are those are small victories. Right. And that shit racks up. So you rack up those victories. That's how you rack up that trust or a lot of the buzzwords that you'll hear in this field is create uh, you rack up that buy in. Right. You'll get that buy in. So now because Shana spoke up. What you might see now moving forward after they implement all that shit, and then once they see how good the testing is, the next time the meeting happens, they might you might get caught off guard. Cause like Shana, what do you think? And you're like, oh, oh really? yeah, <laughs> oh, oh okay. So then you you know, so I say you know, I challenge you, especially you already you've been five years in the game. So yeah. hey, start flexing that a little bit. And you did, you know, and I you know just be more confident doing that, you know. So just yeah, go. You're ahead. right. And if it hey. Cause that's like I like I tell people all the time, like, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the answer. We are gonna run back in circles, but I just want to throw it out there. And then, hey, you do what you want with it, your leadership. And so, yeah. what's gonna happen is when it falls back onto, uh, damn, we should have listened or we had that already. They're gonna start asking you to speak up first, or at least get to you earlier. Yeah, I I agree with that. I've always admired that about you. You're you you just. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, the the energy that Everett has, guys, at work, and um, <laughs> the 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 vocal skills, the articulation that Everett has is definitely admirable. And um, working very closely with him, the small amount of time I did, I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're right. I do need to. I think I get into a situation which. Y'all should be more like him, not me with this. Um, you're like, they're, they're older. They've been working for 30 years. So mm-hmm. do I really need to say this? Or mm-hmm. maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I get like, they have so much experience. I And I can't be, there's, you know, you've been doing mm-hmm. development and testing for 15 years. Yeah. Like, how is this a thing? And that's why we got to be careful. Yeah, more experience. Like, are you you're talking about the number, or are you talking about the quality of experience that that person had? Like, which one are you talking about? Because I've yeah. seen situations where you know, hell, we had a dude had twenty some years all this experience and couldn't design shit, and we had to fire his ass in like four weeks. So I'm like, you saw all this quote unquote experience, and you come and we saw he couldn't do shit. I was gonna say, especially in this field, it's like yeah. you kind of want younger people that are always like they're learning a bunch. Right. Could also get stale. Like that guy could have been like pretty good ten years ago, but exactly. he didn't keep up with stuff. So then he's not really. He coasted. Well. Yeah. Don't get comfortable. I I I in. I don't. I have no chill. So I don't mm-hmm. get comfortable with mm-hmm. anything when it comes to work. And not that I'm nervous that I'm gonna get you know fired or I don't care. They could fire me. Mm-hmm. Not that I want to get fired, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I see myself as. Kind of like, you know, what JC said, I'm the business. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, I, you know how people back in the day, they're so mm-hmm. loyal to every single, their company, like, oh mm-hmm. man, I've learned, I, I'm not that, I'm not <laughs> loyal. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to say, but I, I'm not loyal. I, I'm loyal to myself. Mm-hmm. Well, and as so, you should be. Yeah, yeah, as you should be, especially, I mean, let's just, I mean, hell, let's be real about it, especially when we go into these spaces where we're not even included anyways, like, would you, you want me to be loyal to you? Like, you're not loyal to me. 
So that's, that's one thing I tell people, no, go get your cash, learn what you can, and you take that skill set and compound it onto the next one. You keep going. Yes. And for me, one of the things I stress is, hey, you, you really should be doing a bunch of collecting so that way you can start your own shit, period. Like, that's what you should aspire to get to at some point. It may take a little longer, right? But yep. you should always have that side hustle. And you should always be taking from like the, the skills you're learning from your day jobs and yes. collecting all of that and then starting your own shit. I complete. I completely uh, agree with that. Learn everything you can. And, you know, what, what do they say about, um, you know, technology? Mm -hmm. It changes. Oh, so, it changes so every quickly. two or three years. Yeah. Yeah. Which it so, does. So, quickly. so it's always something which I like, I like it. I like to build myself mm -hmm. up so I don't mind. You might feel like you're always, like you never left school. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the feeling. I'm always learning something. Mm -hmm. Like it could be, it could be something small. Like mm -hmm. um, I didn't know how to do um, uh, pivot tables. I, like I, I don't like Excel like that. I'm just yeah. being honest. I hate when people do projects in Excel. Like, what is it? I don't like it. But mm -hmm. someone sent me something. And I'm like, why can't I enter? Like, what's going on? It mm -hmm. was because it was linked to pivot tables. So mm -hmm. that day, I learned how to do pivot tables. So yeah. now my resume, you know, they like pivot to tables. see stuff. Pivot tables, so like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Just to learn and to build your skills on that people like to see. Like Everett said, take that away to mm -hmm. start your own thing. You know, that's definitely great advice. Super mm -hmm. great advice. Well, Shana. Shana.